I always love when it's the first, and I can play a little Bone Thugs, first of the month. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening, it's whatever time zone area you are listening to the Alex B. Podcast. Uh, I'm that guy. Let's go to East St. Louis. Not literally, but figuratively speaking. This past Sunday, I don't know why you would shoot inside of a church, but not inside the actual, uh, you know, like the, whatever, like the main room, or whatever it's called, Sanctuary. See, that's, see, you can tell since it's been a minute, I went to church. But this happened in this cafeteria at this church. Uh, Pilgrim Green Minis- uh, Missionary, a missionary church, man, just trying to like help people do good by God. And police claimed two people in the cafeteria took out firearms and began shooting at one another for whatever reason. Both shooters were wounded and an innocent bystander was shot in the crossfire. One of the suspects has died because of this. And what's really sad is one of the shooters was 16. So, obviously, red flag number one, how the fuck do you have a firearm and why? Number two, how severe of an argument did you get into to warrant pulling out a firearm and exchanging gunfire with somebody else? Now, now look what you left behind. It's, it's, I don't, again, I I was going to say the last couple episodes, I'm trying to keep it a little bit lighthearted, but this is just... Again, unexplainable stupidity. Now, here's relatable, but not relatable, but kind of, sort of. A 13-year-old Palestinian boy was behind a shooting in East Jerusalem on Saturday that injured two people in the second attack in the city in 24 hours. A father and son were seriously wounded in the Saturday attack while the boy was shot and injured by a passerby and is currently in custody. I guarantee you he did not get released into his parents' custody. I guarantee you he ain't going to be put on probation because them third world countries don't fucking play when it comes to crime. I'm not saying we have to do drastic shit like this here in the States, but I guarantee you there's going to be a different punishment over there. Quick side note before I continue uh, continue my news cruise. Is anybody really sad that Tom Brady is retiring? I uh, posted a message I saw uh, this morning on Instagram and posted it. He was like pretty short and to the point because obviously, you know, his last season sucked. He had all that stuff, you know, personally going on or whatever. So he says this time is for good. So he might be pulling a Michael Jordan. I don't know, but hopefully good luck to him and whatever he does. And, you know, she stops making him look like a fool in public and then we'll be all right. Let's go to Richmond, Indiana. Police in Richmond arrested a man after they said he drunkenly stole an electric shopping cart from a nearby Walmart. On January 26th, the passerby called police to report a suspicious person driving an electric cart just a few blocks away from the Walmart on US 40. Officers identified the man as Jack Allen Jr., Police said he had finished off two bottles of beer from a case that was in the cart and appeared to be intoxicated. So obviously he was fucked up before he jumped on his scooters. Maybe it was a dare or something. He told police he was driving the cart to his home, which was on the other side of town. Now, you know that fucking battery wouldn't have lasted. Them batteries barely last inside the store. You're going to try to drive that motherfucker home? Police arrested him for theft of the scooter and public intoxication. Walmart workers were contacted and asked to get the scooter. It's unclear if Allen paid for the beer. All right, the cruise continues to Sullivan, Indiana. Sullivan, I think Sullivan is south of Indy, I do believe. I think, I don't know. A Sullivan man has been arrested on a warrant for failure to register as a sex offender charge after being... Now, how do they find this guy, you ask? Were they going door to door? He have a warrant? Oh, no, another fool. He was caught driving a riding lawnmower on the ride on the side of the road 
in Sullivan while possessing drugs. Yeah, because nobody's like going to fucking drive a riding lawnmower sober down the road, right? According to Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, Robert Followell was found driving a riding lawnmower eastbound on Broadway Street in Sullivan on January 22nd at 5.30 in the afternoon. The arresting deputy recognized him as having an outstanding warrant for failure to register as a sex offender, a level six felony. After stopping him, the deputy reported finding both meth and marijuana in his possession. So he's being charged with uh, possession of methamphetamine, a level six felony, possession of marijuana, a class A misdemeanor, then that whole pesky not registering for a sex offender thing that he should have done. You know, you why would you do something that stupid to get yourself caught? First of all, you should have registered in the first place. Let's just get that part out of the way. But then you're going to draw, you're going to put this big bullseye on your ass, not literally, of driving a riding lawnmower thinking you're going to get away with it. Negative, Ghost Rider. Now, this one definitely falls under comical criminals. A man was arrested last Thursday after officers found him asleep in the driver's seat of an allegedly stolen vehicle parked in the San Diego Police Department's traffic division lot. Now, that's it's fucking funny because it's stupid, but at least he wasn't driving drunk or whatever. So just after 3 a.m., because that doesn't look suspect, right? An officer noticed a white Hyundai sedan with a man inside of it in the traffic division's parking lot. The car, police said, was partially parked in a handicapped spot with his lights on. <laughs> Nothing discreet about that little activity, right? Officers uh, checked the vehicle's license plates and determined the car was stolen, according to the San Diego Police Department. The investigating officer said the man, this is how they describe the story. This is uh, via NBC7, San Diego. So I'm going to read it exactly as they, as they printed the story. The investigating officer said the man in the car who was wearing jeans and a Cobra Kai never dies t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know why that fucking had to be included in the story, but whatever. Was confused when he woken up. He said that he had family living nearby, but he was tired, according to police. Yeah, you were confused because you fucking, you didn't. Uh, there's just so many jokes there. I don't even know where to start. Law enforcement searched the car and found drugs along with drug paraphernalia. According to authorities, the unidentified man was arrested a short time later, obviously. Again, comical criminals, folks. Okay, I got one more as far as comical criminals go before I uh, carry on with the podcast, play a song, and whatever. This is interesting because this, I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, it's, again, comical. In Harvey, Illinois. Harvey, Illinois. Uh, I used to work, this real quick, I used to work at a nightclub in Harvey, Illinois called Alex Palmer. It was called Palmer's when I was working there. It was at 167th and Halstead. And it was owned by, uh, one of the partners was Lou Wise, who's the guy that came up with the Ruckers concept. And another owner was Jimmy Gierzik, and uh, he was a company called Gierzik Development. And they originally built the World Music Theater. So they had this really cool nightclub and stuff. And I worked there, uh, I want to say... 90, yeah, like 90, 90 or 91, and that was before I came to uh, St. Louis to go work at Lynn Dickey's. So that's when I saw Harvey pop up in the news feed. I'm like, wait a minute. I used to work out there way back in the day. My buddy Jimmy did too also. Um, yeah, it was called Palmer's. It was called Alex Palmer's. Then it was called Palmer's, and I think now it's a strip joint without a liquor license. I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's not the point. The food service director of an improvised South Suburban school district is accused of stealing $1.5 million dollars worth of food mainly chicken wings according to court documents reviewed by wgn investigates vera little age 66 worked for the harvey school district 152 for more than a decade according to her linkedin account 
The massive fraud began began at the height of COVID um, when children were not allowed to physically be present at school. But even though the children were learning remotely, the school district continued to provide meals for the students that their families could pick up. Court records accuse her of ordering more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings from the school's district food provider and then picking up the order in a district cargo van. Was she selling a shit to like BW3s or Hooters? 11,000 cases of chicken wings? And the people that she was getting the shit from didn't think, man, that's a lot of fucking chicken wings for school. The food was never brought to the school, duh, or provided to the students. District funds were used to pay for the food, according to the prosecutors, who did not reveal what became of the chicken wings. Well, obviously she resold them. I doubt she cooked up that much wings in three years or whatever. But the scheme was uncovered by the district's business manager during a routine mid-year audit. The manager found the district was $300,000 over its annual food service budget. Yikes. Despite only being halfway through the school year. She discovered individual invoices signed by this woman for massive quantities of chicken wings, an item that was never served to students because they contained bones. Duh. Court records say employees of the district's food provider, Gordon Food Services, were all familiar with the defendant defendant, due to massive amount of chicken wings she would purchase. Now, you don't think anybody at GFS would have thought that was a little suspect that a school would order 11, like all order all these wings and not maybe say something or question it? The case was investigated by the Cook County State Attorney's Office and Little was charged with theft. She is in custody at the Cook County Jail with a $150,000 bond. She better get to selling some of the wings, man, or something.
I don't think I've ever played a Van Halen song on the podcast. That's off the record, OU812. That song right there, an album, is 34 fucking years old, man. Came out in 1988. Sammy Hagar had taken over the lead, singer that is, and... To me, that's some serious musicianship in that record. And I think people took him more seriously because you don't have David Lee Roth jumping around stage like a moron. Plus, Sammy was already an accomplished musician in his own right. And I know some people say it's it's Van Hagar, Van Halen. I like them both in their own rights. Uh, I think they were more solid and people took them more seriously when Sammy was there. But whatever. Let's get back to the news crews. I've always said this, and I've said this for years growing up. You never lie on your kids or like a medical condition to get out of stuff. It's just, it'll come back and it'll bite you in the ass no matter what. Don't fake. I, there was a guy by the, oh, fuck, what is his name? I want to say his name was, I don't remember his name. He worked at a steak and shake that a lot of us from the bar used to go to. And he kept telling everybody like, yeah, cancer, he was going to go, blah, 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 blah. So we like raised a bunch of money for this motherfucker, et cetera, et cetera. And I found out that he was lying because somebody else ratted him out. I guess he moved to like Cumberland, Indiana, uh, right out there, right around Lawrence area, and and it was just a bunch of shit. I don't know. And the reason why I thought about that because when I read this next story, that's what I think about. Because we had like this big, not really fundraiser, but like a bunch of people at the bar gave money. Da da da. And the cool thing about it is when you work at Steak and Shake, we always got the hookup with free food. You know, and I'm a statute of limitations is up, and I think that restaurant's even closed. You know, we throw him like twenty bucks, and he just fucking just gives all kind of food. But then he lied about being terminally ill, and you just don't do that. Like this Iowa woman who raised $37,000 on a GoFundMe claiming she had three forms of cancer. Police said, you lying. You lying. Even Maury said it. The lie detector determined that was a lie. No, I just had to throw the Maury sound effect in there. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, man, come on, dude. No. Police who searched the apartment of a 19-year-old college student, Madison Russo, allegedly found a wig, an IV pole, and nausea pills prescribed for a relative... In October of 2022, she opened up about the devastating cancer diagnosis she had received eight months earlier. I feel like I've been wrecked, rocked to my soul. So basically, she like got on, set up this GoFundMe, da 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 da. So she lied and she got $38,000 from 439 unsuspecting donors on a GoFundMe account she created by falsely claiming she had acute lymphoblastic leukemia, stage two pancreatic cancer, and a football sized tumor that was wrapped around her spine said the Elders Police Department in a statement obtained by People. So you even got on TikTok with it, et cetera, et cetera. And on January 23rd, she was arrested and charged with theft by means of deception, a Class C felony. She was arrested while she was in class at St. Ambrose University in Davenport. Could you imagine that? You're sitting in class, minding your own business, thinking you're going to get away with all this, this shit, shenanigans, and a cop show up. Nah, bitch, you're going to jail. You'd never lie. I'm telling you guys this. You don't lie on your kids like making up some excuse about your kids or lie about an illness because that's just, that's, I'm telling you, karma will kick that ass. Trust me on that one. All right, I have no idea why this happened. Why? Why? I don't know why. I know everybody saw this too. This was uh, dated January 31st, just like just like two days ago or yesterday. What am I, see, I'm advancing my days already. High school basketball coach fired for allegedly impersonating a 13-year-old player during a game? What? Footage from the game allegedly shows assistant coach Alicia Boykins wearing a black number one jersey belonging to a player who was out of town for a tournament. 
The 22-year-old assistant coach on a Virginia high school girls basketball team was fired for allegedly impersonating a 13-year-old player. Can't anybody see that's a grown-ass woman out there suiting up? She don't look no... Come on now. According to WAVY-TV, uh, the former assistant coach for Churchland High's junior varsity basketball team is being accused of impersonating a player during a January 21st game against an- another team. I don't, can't pronounce it, so whatever. Footage published by the outlet allegedly shows her wearing a number one black jersey belonging to a player who was out of town for a tournament. In the montage, Boykins appeared to block shots, complete layups, and shoot free throws. And she's probably like dunking on the kids too, man. She's 22. Could you imagine? She's just out there fucking hooping her ass off and nobody thought that was a little suspect? Quote, coaches always preach to kid about integrity and those type of things. So I was just shocked, said the father of a student who Boykin is accused of personating. I just need an apology, you know, because I haven't yet received one from the overseer of the program. The student who was impersonated will no longer attend church in high school, her father said. Wow. So they pulled her out. They pulled her out of the school. But why? That's kind of weird. I mean, probably because they're pissed off. I get that. In a statement, the uh, school district confirmed to People Magazine that she is no longer employed as a school district, nor is the JV head coach. So the head coach knew about it, obviously. The assistant coach, hey, let's go, let me go ahead and throw on this uniform real quick. Could you imagine? I want to see some video of her like dunking on these little ass kids. That'd be kind of funny, wouldn't it? This has me a little bit puzzled, only because I don't know how this happens. I mean, I do, but I don't in some ways. I'll leave it at that. In Michigan, a Kent County deputy suffers cocaine exposure while lodging DUI suspect at jail. Authorities said the deputy was dropping off a DUI suspect at the jail. While he was taking inventory of the suspect's property, he discovered the drug in a pouch. Okay. That happens. Um, He started to feel symptoms Tuesday morning. The Kent County Sheriff's Office says the deputy hired this past summer was taken a drunk driving suspect to jail. As he was taking inventory of the suspect's belonging, he discovered a pouch with an unknown substance inside. The sheriff's office said the deputy had on gloves while searching through the suspect's property. That's when he realized that he had been likely exposed to whatever was in the pouch through the air. You cannot, you cannot just be sniff. You cannot be, no, okay, here, check this out. You cannot, unless you got a straw up your nose or a bullet or something, you are not getting high just because you opened up a package of Coke on the fucking on, on, on your trunk of your car. You see that all the times. Cops do those tests where they put it in the vial. So I don't know how the fuck I don't know how the fuck that happened. How he got exposed through the air. That's some bullshit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm just gonna leave. I won't even elaborate. Unless you lick intentionally are ingesting it. It's not like it's fucking, you know, um, you know, sign like some kind of like, you know, war powder or something. Just throwing. No, 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 no. He started to feel some effects of the drug and staff gave him two more doses of the opiate overdose reversing drug. Authorities later found that the substance was cocaine, which is not an opioid. Medical staff took the officer to an area hospital and he is doing well. I'm telling you, I just don't under No, but no, I'm telling you, this is one of them Swiss cheese stories. That I told you about yesterday or the other day that's just got a lot of fucking holes in it. There's no way you got high. Just because you opened up a package of blow, unless you stuck your fucking nose in it and did a line or two or three or a bump or two or three. All right, let's look over and travel over to Pennsylvania. Brentwood, 
Allegheny County man has been arrested with open lewdness, harassment, and indecent exposure after police say he exposed himself to female workers at a Bethel Park mall. This is fucked up. I don't know. This guy, that, this is balls what he did. Check this out. December 30th, Macy's called the cops and said, hey, man, there's this fucking dude who exposed himself to a female. So the woman told the police the man said he needed help putting on his pants before exposing himself. So what did he do? He called the fucking, the lady into the dressing room and pulled out his cock. Like, what happened? Like, why would you do? That's fucked up, man. That's not how you pick up chicks, guys. Just, you know, it might it might work in some areas, I guess. I don't know. The suspect got away that day, but he was spotted two weeks later near a Starbucks at the same mall. Police detained the suspect, later identified as Caesar Kirshner, age 29, when he confessed to the Macy's incident and also admitted he did the same thing at a Target store earlier that day. Police said Kirshner goes to the mall to try to pick up women and that he was just, quote, hitting on the Macy's worker to see if she'd give me her number. So you pull out your dick and you think you're just going to get them digits, bro? No. Uh, the news spoke to several women at the mall who said these types of incidents are more frequent than people know. It happens a lot around here, and it's not really okay. Well, definitely. No, it's not. You don't do that, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Again, I read these stories, and I think to myself, this is like ridiculously, right? Okay, since we're talking about freaks and such, this is pretty interesting. Could you imagine having the nickname of the Dildo Bandit? This is out in Australia, man. Queensland. A kinky thief is on the run after pocketing a very big dildo from an adult store in regional Queensland, Australia. The Tuwanda Tuwomba Chronicle reported the owner of Loveheart Adult Shop owner arrived at the store on January 21st to find, quote, its largest tester missing. It didn't take long to track down where it went, said the owner. It was the perfect angle. The camera got everything. It wasn't sneaky at all. Footage from the store security system shows a man grabbing the large sex toy, looking at it briefly, then pocketing it. Quote, it's a very big item to steal. I guess by the way he put it in his pocket, staff wouldn't be looking there. Quote, earlier he picked up the box and he must have seen the price tag and didn't want to pay it. So instead he took the, be- the best option, the tester. In between cleaning, there's probably about 10 people that have touched it, so hygienic-wise, stealing a tester wouldn't be my first choice. Now, when they say a dildo is a tester, what does that mean exactly? I mean, it's not like, you know, perfume, it's a tester bottle, right? You go to the perfume counter, you give it a couple squirts, boom, you want to see it. What is a, dil- what is a tester with regards-, with regards to a dildo? Like, they can go try it on? Like, what does tester mean? Because this is the quote, in between cleaning, there's probably about 10 people that have touched it, so hygienic-wise, stealing a tester wouldn't be my first choice. I never, I never knew there was a such thing that you can have a tester with regards to a dildo. So here I am giving you more useless information that you can use at work or you can just laugh while you're listening to this and go, God, you're a fucking clown. Police are aware and looking into the theft. Uh, she said outside the most recent incident, the regional center has been grappling with lower spending amid the current economic climate, though she encouraged first timers to the world of sex toys to come back and check out her store. Well, it must be extensive, man. The guy's trying to fucking jack a big fucking dildo out of there. Shit must be expensive. We're not the only ones struggling. Unfortunately, the cost of living rising, everyone's more careful careful on how they spend. So she's like trying to plug her business while the dildo bandit is running amok. (laughs) All right, that does it for the Alex B. Podcast. I have nothing more to say. Uh, So there you go. Thanks for listening. Of course, visit the social media pages. You already know the drill there. And I'll holler at you soon, all right? Or you'll listen to me soon. All right.
All right, enough of that. I'm out.